Welcome back to another episode of FTK. This is episode 83. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm joined with... Brett. How are you, Brett? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm uh, less than a week to go up at Falls Creek, and you're less, less than a day. Than, yeah, about 24 hours. You leave after... Get me off this mountain. After K-Reps tomorrow, right? Yep. Yep. So just a nice and easy day today as well. Yep. Kind of bit of sent me a message yesterday. Just said two short runs tomorrow. I was like, oh, so nice. Yeah. Have a, we had a little sleep in this morning. Mm, it was nice. I woke up um, at probably 7. Oh, I was 6.58 actually and I looked over at you and you looked like... like I was like, is he up? I couldn't tell. And you looked like you were on your phone. And I was like, oh, really? look, I was like, look, and I was like, oh, such a so <laughs> unprofessional. But then I realized there was no phone there. You were just like sleeping in a weird angle up like with your hand up near really? your face. Yeah. Making all sorts of groans and croaks. Mate. Showing your age. You've, because I take a while to fall asleep. Oh. And you, every, like, after 15 minutes, I like, you go, eh. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> Chelsea says she finds it so annoying because I'm always like super hypo. Oh, that's because you're gone. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to sleep age. I'm just going to watch some TikToks. And then before I know, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do do that. I go, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, nah, it's, I, I feel like I sleep better at altitude as well. I don't yeah. know. It's, I've just been pretty restless. I don't yeah. know how it's doing in Rambo sleep in these small little beds. Oh, the beds are pretty, yeah, they're pretty small, but. Well, they're normal size single beds, but they're. Exactly. But these guys are not normal size humans. No. But shout out to the Shus Lodge up at Falls Creek yeah. um, for allowing us to like stay here. It's been it's actually been really good. We just hope uh, we can book out the whole place next time. Yeah, no, it's been good. Not Busy fine. on the weekend, but good. Yeah, it's been good. Um, let's get into a little bit of FTK housekeeping before we get started. Um, obviously, the Mori Plant meet is going ahead next month. Um, FTK Cheer Zone. We've talked about that in the last few episodes, but yeah, we really want to see as many people at that cheer zone as possible. Um, and the uh, code is FTK for a discount on tickets at the Murray Plant Meet. Yeah. And we also, in this episode, have an interview with American 800 meter runner, Brooke Feldmar. So yeah, Riley and I spoke to her while Joel sat in the corner and watched the interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tried to do some coaching, but then got laughed at that I was going to be typing too loud. So yeah. I pretty much just had to sit and waste an hour. But yeah, um, Brooke's running the 800 and she's up here training with us at the moment. So it'd be good to see the women's 800 field in Adelaide got released and it's everyone. Super hot. All, all okay. style Australian field um, plus Brooke. So and yeah. it looks like I think the one in at Murray Plain Meet will be just as good. Yeah. I always like seeing people, like it'd be good to see Brooke race because, you know, we like met her up on the camp here. She mm. fit into the group dynamic really well. Um and you know, you know, you're like mucking around and having laughs and stuff, and then you like see it, like, I've because I haven't even seen her train really because you know, yeah, she's I know. sort of yeah, because it's a bit different training to bit us, bit different as well. training yeah. and stuff, and it's like to go yeah see a race, it'll be it'll be great. Um, but yeah, you guys, from what I could gather, was a really good interview. I was trying trying to not get um, too distracted from my coaching, but it was good. Bit of news around our FTK live show at Runners Paradise. Um, it was going to be held on February nineteenth, Monday after Murray Plant Meet, um, but due to some scheduling issues with our guest Stewie McSwain, we have brought this forward um, to coincide with Runners Paradise Shop Run the night before the Murray Plant Meet. So that is on Feb fourteenth. And that will be, um, stay tuned on our, on our socials for the exact uh, details, but at around 6, 6.30 p.m., we'll start with the shop run, um, a group run, super easy 30-minute jog. 
free for everyone to to uh, to come and, and, and join in on that. Um, hopefully, see a big crowd there. And then afterwards, it will be a ticketed, uh, not so much a live show, but a live talk. So it won't be recorded, um, but it'll be a talk hosted by both Brett and myself with us interviewing both Stewie and Jack. And that will be ticket a ticketed event. Um, however, we are happy to announce that 100% of all ticket sales will be going to the Indigenous Marathon Foundation. So that's Rob D. Costella's um, charity organisation there, um, supporting Indigenous runners in their marathon journeys. Um, so, yeah, we just felt like... We didn't want to. Uh, we didn't want to be profiting off off a live show um, in the lead up to Murray Plant Meet. We wanted to be supporting athletics in any way we can. Um, so, if you have bought a ticket already to that show, um, you will be locked into the Wednesday the fourteenth date. If you cannot make it, please shoot us a message and we will refund your ticket. Um, if you are wanting to come to that show, um, be part of the talk with with Stewie and Jack and Brett and myself. Um, after the shop run at Runner's Paradise, uh, purchase yourself a ticket. It'll The link will be in our bio and in our show notes. And yeah, 100% of those um, ticket sales will be going to the Indigenous Mar- Marathon Foundation. So um, yeah. Getting quickly. That's exactly right. Um, also coming out this week, we have a lot. Chasing Paris. Um, episode three. Good episode from, coming in from Kenya. And then Hot Takes just dropped just then, didn't it? No, sorry, Chasing Paris just Chasing dropped. Paris just dropped. As we're, and as hot, we're recorded. Hot Takes is going to be recorded tonight. Tonight. And then Plenty Joel, of Patreon stuff. Yeah, Joel, Jack and Riley record Live, Laugh and Love. Live, Laugh, Love, love and, and, run. and Run. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting having Riley. Was, Riley had said, um, he's like, you know, I always have to do like quite professional um, quite professional episodes and, you know, he's always, Riley's always in the hosting role and I just said, take a seat, brother, let me go. <laughs> and I showed him really how it was and we were just like, take, like he was on his phone early and like just cut midway through. I'm like, sorry, Jack, Riley, what the hell are you doing on your phone? And he just didn't understand. <laughs> he's like, think didn't, because he doesn't listen to any of the yeah. Laugh Love and he doesn't understand how like off the topic we go in yeah. the dynamic. Like we can stop and do, Jack was playing music off his phone into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but people love it. Um, yeah, and another reminder that the Pulse 5000 meter is going ahead on the 21st of Feb. Um, if you're a Pulse athlete, you get free entry to that, Pulse running athlete. Um, otherwise, the entries are in the bio on the Pulse running Instagram page. Correct. There's probably only a few spots left. Yeah, they've it's just sold, sold out, out pretty real quick. Fast. So, um, get in quickly if you're keen to run. Perfect. Well, let's get into Zoom. Zoom. Let's get into Zoom. <laughs> Let's get into Zoom training weeks. <laughs> Let's get into some training weeks. Um, I can go first. Have that got for us <laughs> <laughs> on a Monday. <laughs> Started with a 14k run from Lankford's. Did the the little loop, the one that I don't really like, where you run up the hill out along the snow plane. Did ya? Yeah. Didn't you? Geez, you guys must have been far in front of me. Well, you thought we did out and back? No. Oh, no. We must have meet. Nah, we went out. You did out and back? Yeah. We went right up Cope. Did you? Yeah. Gotcha. Which I don't like that loop. Yeah. I don't like once you get to the top and then go onto the snow plane. Yeah. Why? Because it's just boring or? Uh, I just hate making up 10 minutes there. Gotcha. It's not very good running. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, did that. It was four tens and then ran... AK that evening, also at four tens. Ooh. Had a eight by K on Tuesday morning. And we were told so last week I did one hard one and then 
this week we told her to do two hard ones. But we always, when we're doing the hard ones, we always pick whatever is the fastest one. Like yeah. if there's a bit of wind or or whatever. So we kind of do two reps, decide which one's best and then we do it. So, man, this week we're doing the fourth and the sixth yeah. hard, which doing the fourth one hard, it's like it's pretty early mm. to like put yourself on the line. Um, but yeah, had Stewie. Jack Funny you say it's pretty Rambo. early, but I feel like it's it's pretty early in terms. Do you mean as in that like you've still got a lot of Ks to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant as in like it's early. You're not warmed up enough. No, not that. Because <laughs> I was going to say it's probably the the best to because do like it. if you, if you do the sixth or seventh one, yeah, you hard, know that you've just got to you just you just have to get through the last one where you go the fourth one hard. Yeah. Um, and then the fifth one's pretty hard too because you're off that. trying you to recover do the sixth one hard yeah. and then still got two to go. So all my athletes are going to be screaming at me because like, if they've got seven by K, they do three and five hard usually. And if they've mm. like if that if, I've, if that's what they're doing, if they're eight, it's usually yeah three and five or four and six. I don't okay. usually get really? to push it r- right down near the end. Uh, I want them to. We never s- do the last one hard. No, we do the second last one hard. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so good having a little group. This week because I think last week I was kind of by myself. So even though I was pushing hard, it just doesn't like the effort's probably the same, but the pace just aren't as quick. So I went two forty nine, two fifty, two fifty four. We're obviously tapering a little bit for the for the hard one. <laughs> then so I ran two forty two. Stu was a bit in front of me. He was like two thirty eight on that first one. Yeah. Um. Then we went two fifty three. I went two forty two again. Stu went two thirty five. Just he can just fly. Um, and then back to 254, 251. So it was good. Um, that was that's definitely the fastest K reps I've done in a while. So I think it's really good. Averaging 249. But yeah, having those two solid ones and kind of being able to handle it was, was really good. Um, but it was definitely a very hard session for me because I was pretty tired after this. Yeah. Uh, did 8K on, on that night and then went out to Langford's again on – on Wednesday morning, but yeah, I ran and I was just like straight away. It was just like, oh, I feel cooked. Like I'm, I'm pretty tired today. So I was going to do like 70 or 75, but I was like, I made my mind up early. I'm like, I'm just doing 60 yeah. and I'm having tonight off. Yeah. Like I just, that's why you said, yeah. Cause I think I moved into your room that maybe that day or something. I'm like, you running today? And you're like, nah, cooked. Fellow ovens. But like I'm running at the moment, five evening runs. So I'm like, I may as well just choose when I do those evening runs. Like, yeah don't have to be structured to whatever day. So I'm like, if I'm tired, I should just take it off. So yeah, um, yeah had that off, which was nice. And then... Had, and do you notice a big deal? Like you did, you say you do... Have you been doing any win, uh, 90, 30 doubles on a Wednesday or not this trip? Not for... Not I haven't in, done that for like... That's only a, a marathon so. block, right? Okay. So last week, did you do 75, 30? Yeah. Okay. So or was it 40? probably 75 40 isn't it 35 35 yeah. 75 35 do you find if you do 60 with no double like that's all you need to uh, get you out no to be honest i don't feel like the doubles make me more tired yeah i don't but i think mentally when you're a bit tired yeah and you're it's just like, good oh, to having a nice little rest exactly here. um it's nice but that's one thing i was i was just curious because i i definitely think that like when i get tired right you get tired from an accumulation of training Right, it's not yeah. usually just one session. So if you if you accumulate that fatigue, you can't just get it out of your body with one. No, day. exactly. Yeah, yeah. For, and for me, doing a 30, 35 minute run at my heart rate's one hundred and twenty, yeah. it's not really that much stress. But the, no. like the kind of the effort of getting out for a run and yeah. doing it, where it's just like I can just 
have like Even rest in the afternoon, break. have make my dinner. Um, yeah, so like it was kind of good to have that, and I just felt like I needed it. So yeah. Um, and then we had the threshold on Thursday morning, so the same as last week, three by twelve minutes. Um, and you had Stewie and Jack with me this time. Yeah, feeling decent. Like I still wasn't feeling great, but it didn't feel down. bad. It was pissing down, wasn't it? Yeah, pissing down. It was terrible. Um, I was out jogging before, and we were. So where we we start a K from where we leave our bags, so you have to kind of do drills and strides and stuff to get there, and it literally just for one minute, like we were dry and then just pissed down, yeah. and we're just like, what is mm. going on here? Um, anyway, we started the first twelve minutes was three o twos. And then this second one where we had to drop the heart rate a little bit, we were sitting about three or fours, three or fives. Um, but we did kind of same thing eight minutes out and cruising. Do you um, notice the heart? Either, yeah, three or fours, three or fives just felt chill. Chill. Yeah. But then um, but then I'm like, yeah, I started to get a little bit suspicious. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking at the trees. I'm like, they're not moving. I'm like, surely. <laughs> they're not moving because they're all bent forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're stuck there. So, yeah. Um, anyway, we got, got eight minutes in, turn around and we were, we were always like, yep, that explains it. But I think we're still three or fives or three or sixes by the end. Yeah, but the heart rate was t- over 200. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, another minute recovery and then did the last one back at heart rate. We definitely spent the first like six, seven minutes into the wind. Um, we'll probably run closer to like three, three, or oh, nearly three ten pace, I reckon. Yeah. And then that last four minutes, we were kind of out of the wind, so we're back down to three minute Ks. So I think it was three or five average again. So, but yeah, it's kind of the good thing about doing the heart rate. It's it was windy, but it wasn't like ridiculous wind. Like when it's ridi- yeah, yeah, when it's ridiculous <laughs> wind, like it's just everything's out the window. But um. But when it's like bad conditions, but still runnable conditions, the heart rate's good because you can judge your effort pretty well. So for sure, um, a big morning. It's like nearly twenty-two k by the time you finish it. But yeah, it was good, better than good having people there with me. So uh, another eight k that evening. Friday did the tower run. Was still pretty tired. Um, like I'm still running a fair bit. So eight k that evening, and then had hills on the. Saturday morning, but just like last week, uh, I felt like I could run hard up the hills and get lactic, but like I could just keep pushing where this week my legs were just heavy and I just felt like I just couldn't get up the hill. Like yeah. I just, every, every step, I just wasn't really getting much back. Um, it's good. It's and, eight, and eight wasn't, days out from a race. Yeah. It wasn't that I was going, uh, I wasn't going slow or anything like that, but I just didn't feel good at all. It just felt like a struggle the whole way. Um, still the times where just maybe a little bit slower than last week. Um, but yeah, I had kind of Rambo and Jude to run with, which was good. Jack was off the front. Uh, but yeah, still still a decent session. But I, just, I knew from there, I'm like, oh, I need to start easing up. Uh, 8K that evening and then just did 90 minutes. Um, uh, 406s. But yeah, I was saying to you, like, I like even though it's really nice running through Pretty Valley and stuff, mm. like, you kind of just like doing a 6k hill and the whole run's down up hill, or down, or and it's just kind of like rough, shitty yeah. trails. And then, usually, what happens, you get to 90 minutes and you've got the last 30 minutes on this nice, smooth as road. Yeah. Um, where, and last week, I was like, yeah, 90 minutes of shit. And then 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, this feels so nice. Where this week, it's just 90 minutes of shit and then stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, I never got to feel nice. But, yeah. Uh, it's 165k for the week. Now I get to ease up a little bit. Um, remember this morning, it's like 
He's like, fuck, he's tapering like it's the Olympics. I'm like, well, this this is kind of like is my main race of the start of the year. And yeah. like I've definitely got a different thing. Like like Rambo and Stewie and that and Jack, like right now they're trying to get fit where like I don't need to try to get fit. Like I do that in my marathon block. Like where right now I'm trying to get fast. So it's more important for me to be fresh. fresh like, fresh. like that's what Nick like messaged me. He's like, take it easy on your easy runs and your long runs. It's not who cares about them. It's my sessions are way more important to me at the moment. So yeah. Um, and this race is like fairly important. So I want to be feeling good for it. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. Also, you need a taper for a half more than you would a 1500. You know, yeah. You, I, I think. Well, especially, I suppose 1500s and 5Ks and stuff, you're racing them more often, but it's, you're not like, when's your next half, right? Yeah. You exactly. may as well, you've been training oh, so sure, consistently, yeah. you may as yeah. well taper properly. Yeah. It's like, uh, once you recover from this, you can get back into pretty good training. But it is funny. Like, I'm just opposite to these guys. Like, yeah. right now, it's like they're just trying to build a base and like get ready for later in the year where I'm just like trying to get a little bit faster. So when I then do my base, I still have that speed. It's just I literally am always opposite to them. Let's hear it. What time are you running? I told you, oh, I I told you last night, didn't I? What did I say? CC25 or something? No, I think I said 6039 or something. Yeah. Maybe. I just made up a time. Yeah, I don't know. It's you hard said to put Grego's a thing 61, on it. Like, 42. Grego's going to skip the 62s. And yep. you're, you've never run in the 61s, have you? Never run no, the 60s. So you've never run in the 60s. So yeah, yeah Grego's going to run 61, 40, and you'll run 60, 38. Jeez, you're optimistic. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't after know. that, sorry, you just yawned. Uh, 62, 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because, like, who knows what the race is going to be like. Who knows what the conditions yeah, are like? For like sure. I know when I ran 59, 57, it was the perfect day. Yeah, everything's and everything perfect. just clicked on that day. So and a half marathon, even if you run, if you run 59, 57 on the perfect day, and you run the exact same time in bad weather, it's probably like honestly like sixty one something. Yeah, like it's over yeah, a yeah, minute exactly. Like, yeah, so for a half marathon at least, um, I'll just be trying to finish as high as possible. So yeah. Um, I know Sandro Mullins running. I don't know if the guy that won it last year's running because he ran like fifty nine. 10 or something like um but yeah if i if i can finish close to sandre beat sandre like that'll be a good run too because i know he's like he beat me at fukuoka he's getting ready for boston marathon so he'll be in good shape but if if it's an ideal day and i have a good day if i can run sub 60 again but if i run sub 61 still i think it could be a good day yeah for sure exciting um your week yeah my week was good um, start, yeah, my week was good. Let's get into things we've seen on Instagram. <laughs> um, started off with a very easy, uh, Monday run, ran with Liam and, uh, Logie and Adrian Potter. We just chilled and we're just jogging, cruising along 4.33 pace. So nice. you did four, you almost got over a K. Like, sorry, you almost got a K, um, more than me. I was like 13.14. Hear this? I'm going off my Strava for the first time <laughs> in about 30 weeks. Um, Are you? Is it on public right now? No, nah, so get fucking out of here, boy. <laughs> um, Tuesday, I yeah rocked up to the. I was about to say the tan. <laughs> Far out because I'm just so used to gravel Ks. Um, yeah, eight by a K. Um, I had this like I'd sort of ha- I hadn't um, talked about it because I didn't really want to put energy into it trying the um brett robinson technique but i was definitely really locked up and stiff in my like right hip pelvis sort of area my problem area exactly where what was my injury location like six months ago but i was like i know i haven't done like it can't be bone 
can't be. It's just impossible. Like I never, I've never ever got any bone injury off under a hundred k a week, and I've been doing heaps of rehab and stuff. I'm just like, I think it's just tightness um, from the car ride and all that, and getting into a bit more running. Um, but it was diff- like by the Tuesday, I'd felt it for a week, pretty much from like Wednesday all the way. Yeah, so it was like six days I'd felt it, and usually things disappear quickly. But it was just, yeah, felt super locked up. Um, and then I sort of spoke to Collis and Collis was like, well, I want you going with the girls anyway. And I was like, oh, shit, I think I can, you know, I think that's, I was like, what pace are they going? He goes, 315s. And I was like, oh, I just feel like that's going to be pretty. And he's like, well, you, there's two, they're going to do two hard ones. They'll run like about 305, maybe a little bit quicker. Um, and you can just go your own hard pace with them. So yeah, did the did the K's at three fifteen. So they what did we say? Was it four and six? Was the hard? Yeah. yeah, four and six. Um, and I just didn't look at my watch for the hard one. So it was yeah, three fifteens. I let the girls go at the, the first two, and then I went and helped out um Will, who was pacing the girls at the front. Um, we sort of ran beside ourselves, beside each other. Um, ruined all the footage. Eh? Ruined all the footage. Yeah. Well, the girls also wanted us at the front helping. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't, they're in two minds. Yeah, like, yeah. We want the Instagram, but we want the paces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, can't you, pa- yeah, can't pace us, but then when you see the camera, just fuck off. Yeah. Duck. Um, yeah, 315s felt like really easy, um, really comfortable. So then I did the hard one, um, and it was 244 and I was like, oh, geez, I didn't expect that. Um, but I felt pretty good. And then, um, yeah, it was funny. Like, I think Whitey was trying to take the piss out of me because he, he must not have, like, realized what time I ran because he's taking the piss out of me. He goes, he goes, fucking hell, you bloody, yeah, you were miles ahead of people. We were miles ahead of girls and they were all catching you in the last 500. And I was like, okay, well, they ran like 305. So then I must have been on pace for 230 then. <laughs> I must have blown up. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you now have 75 seconds recovery? Or? So, exactly. So, yeah. I was like thinking, I was like, should I just go? And then I was like, oh, Coles told me to go with girls. So, I was just like, I just had um, longer recovery. Um, and then, yeah. And then I was 245 for the second one. Um, so, yeah. And they felt, that felt good. That's the fastest I would have run a K in a bloody long time. Um, but they felt really good. And then I was able to just recover. Like, it was sort of nice. I'd have 75 second recovery or. 80 second, whatever it was. And then just like, and then I sat on them for the 315 and I was just trying to make it feel as easy as possible and like yeah. just, just checking my heart rate to see it like, yeah, just was very under control um, and felt felt good. Um, then I went for a, what did I do? Tuesday night, I did um, bike, a bike session indoors. I went to do elliptical with Brooke. Um, and one of the ellipticals is broken. Mm. So couldn't do that. Um, just got sweat up. I did like 40 minutes at like 140 heart rate in a pool of sweat, um, on the bike. Then Wednesday was Wednesday morning was in the gym, um, doing all the strength rehab stuff I've been doing. And then Wednesday night went for a Wednesday afternoon, went for a gravel ride. Um, and I was planning to go out for like an hour um, on you know 90 minutes and I sort of went off out the other side of the mountain and then thought um, and then thought hang on um, okay one of my runs isn't showing up here actually I'm in the wrong week or something no I don't know what's going on here oh yeah got it got it got it um, yeah I went out the other side of the, the lake and then did a U-turn and came down the Falls Creek and I thought I'm going to ride up the gravel ride the gravel road um, which I forget what it's called, up to the top of Mount Mackay. 
Now, Jack had told me it's a really good trail as well, but we got confused. I went 2K further down to a different gravel mm. trail past where the water station is, where the yep. e- energy station is, where the pi- pipeline track, you know, the big white pipe. Yeah, yeah And it yeah. goes all the way down to the power station. Yep. I love how I said three different stations <laughs> until I finally arrived at the one I was wanting power station. And I was saying, yep. Yeah, yeah you go, you're going, yep, water station. I was <laughs> <Yeah>. like, yeah. <laughs> Flinders Street Station. You're like, yep. 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 <laughs> um, and the I was going up this gravel this trail on Jack's gravel bike and it was so cooked. It was like a fire trail and I was out of the saddle and it was like my back wheel was spinning. I'd hit a rock. I was just like, this is absurd. I was like, I'm going to be climbing for two hours because I could see Mount Mackay and I was like, it's like already starting to get dark and I was like thinking, fuck. And I was like, I've got this back sort of lower glute issue, whatever it is. And I'm like trying, and I could feel it every time I'm getting out of the saddle. And I was like, a part of me was like, come on, don't be a, like, don't be a sook, just get to the top. And then I was like, now this is dumb. This is just silly. I was like, what am I doing? So I just rung Jack and I was like, cause I had reception. I was like, wait, can you pick me up? And he's like, why? What are you, where are you? And he was like, mate, the gra- what are you talking about? The gravel trail is not that bad. I'm like, it's pretty bad. And he's like, you'd be fine. And I was like, mate, it's fine. And he goes, all right, I'll come pick you up. He comes to pick me up. And he's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm, cu- I'm coming out onto the road. He goes, out on the road, I'm here. And I'm like, nah. And then I, we realized I was on the wrong road. Yeah, trail. so the one, he, he's on he the means road the one, you know where, what do you call it? Is it road 22? Yeah, something which like is, that. And it's straight after the- um, Yes, the Falls Creek Gate. Yeah. Yeah, the snow gate. Yeah, so, so straight after that, and it's just there. a flat gravel yeah, road yeah. that sort of climbs at maybe the same gradient as the normal climb, yeah. which is fine. But this is like, what? this is more like a fire trail. Yeah. Um, way, way, way worse. So yeah, did that was like ended up being like an hour ride, um, and then Thursday morning well, that was when I went out and jogged. Um, it was four seventeen pace for for just over an hour. Um, I just went out and back, out like past Langford's, went up to like the quarry, whatever. What's yep. that next hut called? Whatever the, the Wallace. one Wallace. Yep, up near Wallace. Um, I was actually as I was kind of getting up over past the trail, I bloody kicked a rock. I looked down, it was actually Gromit. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell Duff to edit more silence. <laughs> did you know that was where it was going? Or you did? No, no idea. I didn't know. Um, so yeah, it was. I knew it was going to be um, pretty tough for you guys because it was really windy. Um, on the like, I could. I was cruising. I was my heart rate was like 120. I was running like four minute k's, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And I was the exact <laughs> same thing. I was like, "The trees are dead still." And it's like, "Yeah, the trees are dead still when it's a hundred degree wind in the one direction because <laughs> they know they don't need to blow around. They're just getting blown over." Um, and then yeah, Friday morning I had a session helping um Elsie Wellings out on the around the lake. She had five by four k. Um, so I was just going to do three by four K, which was 12 K all up. And I said, I would help her for the first two, four Ks. And then I would go to my threshold heart rate on the third one. Um, and she was happy with that to at least have me for company for a couple. Um, so yeah, my video about this session. Yes. Yeah. Riley put up a Riley and FTK put up a video of that workout, um, this morning. Um, yeah, right. Shout out to Riley for coming up and doing doing a heap of great content of MTC and us for FTK. It's good. Um, so yeah, my heart rate was pretty low. It was pretty relaxed, um, running like between three twenty to three twenty five pace. Um, and the wind was yeah, the wind was absolutely absurd. So I was just trying to help um, Eloise at like 
or any point. Um, but we actually did it pretty smart. It was her idea where we go out two and a half K back one and a half. So you're doing more time in the tailwind. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, and then you recover going out. So we start at a new spot every time, yeah. um, which works when you've got Whitey on the bike doing her drinks because it doesn't really matter. He's yeah, with her yeah. the whole time. Um, and I just had I just had a gel on me. Oh, no, I had a... Actually, so you no, did I had the first two and a half with a tailwind. With a tailwind. However, interestingly, and Eloise would, would say this, there was, there was a big long section of that way which turned into a headwind. So then mm-hmm. on the way back, I don't know, it must just cut in in a different direction. Um, so it was like after you, and it was up a hill. And I was like, we just had a crazy tailwind and now it's a headwind. Um, but it was sort of like coming off the water. So then on the way back, we would be in a crazy headwind and you come around a corner and have a really good tailwind. <laughs> so it wasn't the whole way back yeah, is okay. tailwind. It was sort of swapped and changed a bit. Um, but yeah, my heart rate was like really low. It was like 150 for the first, which is like 20 beats below threshold at that pace. And then the next one, obviously, as you get a bit more fatigue, the next one was like, I think 155. So like 15 beats below threshold. And then I just went out, um, for, I went for my last one. I did 2k out, 2k back. And it was, yeah, the wind was just absurd. I turned at 306 pace and my heart rate was like a bit below. And then I turned, it was just into like a wall. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was crazy. I was running like three, uh, the slowest was like 320. Um, I was running maybe 325 and then I got the average because I lapped at the 2K and then I got the average back when it went into that bit of a tailwind thing yeah. for like 400 meters. I was like, all right, let's pick it up. <laughs> and I was watching the average drop from like 318 to like 311 in the yeah, last yeah. like 400 because I went like pretty quick. <laughs> it was just crazy tailwind or maybe like the last 500 or something. I was probably running three minute Ks. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was it was because it was pissed me off that like the, the headwind is so strong. You can't even run. Like, oh, I can't, so annoying. I couldn't run. Like yeah, it's just yeah. like I'm, I was trying to get in behind the car because um, Riley was filming. But then like they saw um, Terry, Riley's wife, like saw me like trying to get behind the car and I think she like didn't know what to say. So she yeah, almost yeah. like slowed down a bit and I was like, well, that's like, I'm going <laughs> to get my shins taken out. Um, but it was good. Yeah, good session. Definitely felt like my heart rate had in- increased like a lot. Um, sorry. Yeah, it got way better in just seven days. Yeah. Like the week before I was running that, those paces and my heart rate was 10 beats higher. Yeah, okay. So it's interesting. Whether it means I'm more adapted to altitude or what, I'm not sure. Um, Friday, no, that was Friday morning, sorry. Saturday morning just went out for an easy 12K. Um, it was like just, yeah, 50 something minutes um, with uh, Brooke and Georgia. And I was warming up. I warmed up with them out. 20 minutes on the top trail and then just kept going out to tower run way. Um, it was funny. I was, I was running with them and I was sort of running behind them and just not, not paying attention at all. There was these big white fluffy, <laughs> these big white fluffy dogs. Do you know what the dogs are? Um, it's like Samoid, I think is the brand. The yeah. brand. <laughs> <laughs> the brand. Oh God. I, I don't know if that's how you say it. Something like that. What brand? Or what brand? <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard that. Jack and no, similar. Yeah. Similina. The big white fluffy ones. Similina flower. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, so we're running, I'm running behind there. And what is the ski on co? What is it? Ski on. Spi on. Spi on co. Yeah. What is that? How do you spell it? And where does it come from? You don't S-P-I-O-N even know. S-P-I-O-N space C-O-P-E, I think. C-O-P-E, co. Oh, so it's or cope. Spi on cope? I don't know. Yeah. Isn't it so, weird? Or it's people. I want nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm refused to ever run there. Yeah, have you done it before? No, never. 
Okay. It's just because the old generation used to do it. I can see it right now. Yes. <laughs> so um, there's this, from where we are at Falls Creek, for those that, are, that have been up here, they'll know you can like look out at this mountain across the village, like on the other side of the valley. Um, and it's that's called Spion Co. Or something like or that. Or something like that. <laughs> or something of the description. And there's a pole on the top that everyone talks about you, how you can see on like the right, in like the right weather, it's got to be still and it's like really, you strain your eyes on the horizon and then you can see this wooden pole and it's like sort of like pe- some people can see it, some people can't. So I'm doing this run. So we've gone past the white dogs and I'll have a morning and then we do a U-turn just straight in front, like 100 meters past the dogs and we go he- head back towards them. So now we're coming head on with the dogs and I've got my head just like off looking onto the left out the trying to find it's this a pole. very hard thing to see why it's very hard very hard it was a stupid idea next thing i know i just hear oh <laughs> and i've looked down and i've run through this dog's head and i was like fuck and the girls look behind the owner was like <sighs> just like just a just an exhale of just oh for god's sake and i felt so bad i'm like i'm so sorry but like this poor dog i had like run with full <laughs> momentum through it through it i ran through it like an nfl time. and then we get back the girls were like laughing like joel how could you have done that and i'm like oh, i felt so bad and then we get back and you said yeah isn't one of them blind and i was like oh and then just then i was at the cafe and i saw both of them and the owner i go hey is one of these dogs blind he's like yeah that one and he goes the one with the cut on his head <laughs> <laughs> piss off um so yeah, it was 12, 12K and then uh, Sunday went out for long run with everybody. Um, I s- told myself I was going to do hour 45. Um, definitely felt like the exact same exertion to the top of the hill um, as last week, but then from the top of the hill to the like start of the mats felt way slower. Yeah. Um, you guys obviously ran off a bit um, and then you guys... I feel like I then I was at the back just chilling and then I got to the mats and I started to feel good. I was like, oh, I'll pick it up a bit now. So then I started to run, but you guys were flying along the mats. Yeah. You guys were really flying. So I ended up with 25, a bit over 25K now. It was a 4.11 pace mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I was 4.09 or 4.10 pace the week before with you. And it felt way, the one with you was more We even. were a lot slower the first 50 minutes yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. yeah but that was, I think to the top of the hill we were the same. It was just that next, it was like uh, 28 or what do you get to the top of the hill at? 22 or something? Uh, I don't know. It was the next 20 minutes was way slower. Yeah. So we slowed it. It was a little like we pushed sort of, well, we did our normal pace up the hill and then everyone just backed right off and chilled. Yeah. Whereas it's funny how that works. Mm. When last week was terrible weather through there too. And we were like all all hooking. Um, But yeah, longest run in over, yeah, six months, um, 25K and happy to announce that I was 103K for the week. Congrats. Big triple digits. Um, so I reckon I'm going to sit rather than like climbing up from here. I'm I've set myself the goal of you know staying above 100 until World Cross Trials, and then you know just get four weeks of that in with Plus good cross, cross training this week. Good cross training, race that, and then um, and then like once I've recovered from that, then step up to like 115, 120. I'll probably start doubles after World Cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like my body can cope with doubles way more when I'm on two workouts a week. Yeah. And I'm still having a day off. Yeah. I had Wednesday off as, as running and doing all the gym and stuff. So, yeah. Good week. Um, and I've one thing I've wanted, to, I've thought about saying is like, I've felt like this has made me love running way more. 
Like I think I was just in a bit of a rut. Well, coming to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and like I was saying, definitely you probably just need that this to kind of get you back in the routine that's, and back in the yeah. I don't know, going well again because I think it's easy to get stuck in the a rut like, and like feeling sorry for yourself a little bit. Mm. Be going like, like I'm injured, I'm sore, like yeah. uh, like and I'm unfit, like yeah. Where this is like you're with people. It's, yeah, you get com- and you get like I'm a bit competitive and like you. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I've said to Chelsea, I'm like scenery and yeah. I said to Chelsea, there's not a single run up here that I haven't been excited to like go on. Like yeah. it's like I, I wake up in the morning, I want to go for a run and I sort of want to take that back to Melbourne. Like I've been thinking, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back like to Melbourne and like go on all those runs and stuff. So yeah. it's like, cause, and it's because running feels good again now. Whereas- yeah, I definitely think, like I think I su- suggested this to you a while back, but like meeting like at Yarra Flats for a Wednesday run or something like that. Yeah. Because it definitely The problem is you, got, you and Jack just run a bit quick for me. You run like four mm. minute Ks. Like even today on Tower Run- I was like a couple minutes behind the boys. Yeah. It's just because I love running at my own pace. Um, but, but yeah, I've been in, I, I definitely, yeah. Like when I'm in Box Hill, like Box Hill, I'm, I, and when I'm motivated and running well, I'm running like same time, same loops all the time. Yeah. But it's just like sort of, yeah, before that I wasn't. Anyway, let's go on to this interview with Brooke. Um, as we said, yeah, a star American 800 athlete who has just, Semi recently joined MTC. Yep. Yeah. And joined in September. So, yeah. Um, and is racing Mori Plant Me 800 and Adelaide. Yeah. So, Adelaide's uh, next weekend. Yep. And then Mori Plant's the um, Wednesday after, uh, Thursday after. So, um, yeah. C- come down and, and support if you're in Adelaide or in Melbourne. So, it's going to be some very good races. But, yeah. Enjoy this interview. Hello, FTK listeners. We're in the Falls Creek studio a new studio for once i'm here with riley wolf all right and american 800 meter runner brooke feldmar hi how are you i'm good how are you i'm very good thank you how's your time at falls creek going uh one weekend it's going really good yeah you weren't too happy after the hill session this morning uh i've been on the struggle bus today it was that was a tough one three sessions this week done now but yeah it's good 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 now you're going all right um before we get into it um, I did say you're an 800 meter runner, but I went on to your World Athletics to <laughs> look at, get some info about you. And this is Riley. This is what she has PBs for: 200 meters, 400 meters, 400 meters short track, 500 meters, 500 meters short track, 600 meters, 600 meters short track, 800, 800 meters short track, 1500 meters, 100 meters hurdles, <laughs> 3 meter hurdles, 400 meter hurdles, high jump, long jump, shot put, javelin, 600 meter road, heptathlon, 4 by 4 distance medley relay. Okay, so this is exciting to me because maybe finally we can start our shot put podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. a long time of nine meters seventy. Take us through that day. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, I mean, that that feels good, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't know meters very well, but I'm going to say that's pretty dang good. <laughs> so Joel's PB is like seven meters. So you're, oh yeah, you're, so, you're yeah. Well so yeah, real good, real good at the shot put. It's about thirty feet. Is that <laughs> where you're going? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, I think I was really excited to throw 30 feet. Yeah. Like that I probably <laughs> broke 29 when I did that. Um, what do you reckon What do you reckon you could throw now? Oh, well, I don't know meters too well, but I'm going to say 40 feet. 40 feet. I don't know. Is that a lot? It's about 30, 30 yeah. meters nearly, yeah. Okay, I actually That's have no idea. Good. Pretty good. Maybe you should make a comeback. It's but, a solid shot. Um, Joel told me this that George Griffiths once said that Brooke had the most rogue entry into 800 meters. So I think all those PBs could have something to do with this. Mm, yeah, I think so too. 
has you into Hunter Mays? Okay, so when I was at Ole Miss, which is where I, yeah, we were in college first, um, I was recruited for the heptathlon because, like, that's what I did in high school. And then I ran, like, a 600-meter in practice one time. I think I ran 127. And my coach immediately said, she's not doing the heptathlon anymore. She's wow. going to start running the 800. So then I started training for the 800, like, literally that day. So you in college as a heptathlete, <laughs> yeah, and then just changed. Yeah, <laughs> like the week before, I was hurdling, yeah. like high jumping, and then I ran that six hundred. He was like, mm, "You're in the wrong event." <laughs> wow. How did you? What? How come in high school you got into the heptathlon? Like, was that something that the school was big on, or your family was big on, or you just wanted that variety? Like, how do you get into that? Yeah. So I was like with a, um, like a club when I was growing up and they were really big, like into the multi events and they kind of like pushed me to go down that path. And that's pretty much how I got into it. Um, they said that I was never going to be that good at one event, so I should just do all of them. But now I disagree with that. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, how much uh, free time do you have once you went from heptathlon training, just 800 meter training? Yeah, shoot. Now you have all day. (laughs) Yeah. You just got a little bit of training in the morning and the evenings. Yeah. It frees up about five hours of the day, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that's, that's so funny. I don't. Don't know if anyone has ever done that, especially to go to, to go to the eight hundred. Like I feel mm-hmm. some people might be like, "All right, go." Like we got Celeste Mucci, yeah. who was a heptathlete. Now mm-hmm. she's a hundred meter hurdler, um, and I think people could do that. I don't know how many people go to the eight hundred because that's usually the event people don't like. Yeah, I feel like people don't believe me. They're like, "You yeah. were a heptathlete, like when, like when you were like young, you did like hurdles and stuff." And I'm like, "No, actually, like eighteen, like I was still like going to go to college to do that." So they're like, "How? Like it just doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but." Guess it worked out. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, so you, yeah, you're at Ole Miss, and then you transferred to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did because now you're distance runner, so you have to go to distance <laughs> yeah. running school. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of what happened. And like the coach I had at Ole Miss um, left anyway, so and he was like, yeah, you should, you know, you should go to Oregon. And honestly, like growing up, like going to the University of Oregon was my dream school. So yeah, it made sense to go there, and it's close to home, so it was nice to get yeah. back on the West Coast. Yeah, where um, where are you from? Um, I'm from just like an hour south of Seattle. Yeah. And now you live in Florida. So kind of opposite. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Opposite side of the country. It's literally the opposite corner, right? I don't think it could get like any further in the US, like completely different sides. Are you just there because of the weather or? Um, So when I was with my old team, I pretty much needed like, which was a British team. I needed kind of like a setup in the US, like when I wasn't training in like the UK or South Africa. So I knew the coach at the University of North Florida and he said that I could come down and train there and use facilities that he could, you know, oversee my training when I was there. And um, so that's pretty much why I moved down there. Because like, it's pretty hard to like find a track and, you know, places to train. So you're like, you're a proper global citizen, right? No, I think I live in three different continents, to be honest. (laughs) And and well, f- yeah, Some, sometimes four now. Well, I guess you don't go to South Africa anymore. Do yeah, you? don't go to South Africa. You anymore. replace South Australia with South Africa. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so I mean, Robbo would probably know this from MTC stuff, but I don't. What what made you come to Australia for the summer? What's the what's the backstory there? Yeah, so Nick has been my manager, I think, for a year and a half. I met him in the summer of 2022, the European summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I met him on the track in Teddington and we were just talking and he ended up getting me into a few races and yeah, then he became my manager. And then this past summer, um, I was kind of like in Teddington and um, we just like pretty much talked about, you know, me joining the team and then in September he started fully coaching me. So 
Yeah, right. Yeah. What I I'd love to um, I'd love to understand like we've all spent and these guys more than me, but even I've spent a lot of time with Nick, right? And Nick is a very unique individual and he's not big on small talk and stuff like that. How does that go is like he, he's very not American, you know, mm. he's very straight to the point, he's direct, he doesn't bullshit or fluff around. How big of an adjustment was that for you, like first meeting him and thinking, all right, cool, this guy will be my manager to now this guy will be my coach? Like how – is that a big adjustment? Um, I actually really like people that are straight, like to the point and really direct. Like I'm not really good at like, you know, reading between the lines with people. Like just tell me how it is. And I actually really appreciate that with Nick. Like you know where you stand with him and, yeah, he's to the point. So I appreciate that a lot as a manager and as a coach. Yeah, right. So, yeah. And impressions of Australia, what do you – I mean, Falls Creek is one thing, right? But just Australia generally, how have you found it? Oh, I love it. Like, I think I've been telling everyone, like, I don't want to leave. So I think it's, yeah, it's so good. Like, there's been so many, like, good running spots. And, yeah, because I had three weeks in Melbourne. And then, yeah. yeah, I've been here for a week. And, yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Did you know what to expect coming to Falls for the first time? Like no, it's, I, it's pretty kind of I – mean, well, I, I guess if you're part of a group, it's not. But it can be kind of isolating – it's very quiet up here. There's not much to do when you're not running. Yeah, and I feel like I've been on so many different training camps, like pretty much all over the world. And I think like when you get up here, like you're here to train and you can just kind of like walk into that mindset of like, you know, you're not like going out and doing like, you know, tons of fun things. It's pretty easy just to like settle in and, mm. you know, like focus on the training. So how does this kind of compare to being in South Africa or being in Flagstaff or something like is it a similar kind of thing? Like is South Africa a quiet place where you're staying or is it a bit more? A bit more going on? Um, no, South Africa's pretty quiet as well. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a lot going on there either. Um, so this is pretty similar to um, South Africa. But Flagstaff definitely has more going on because, like, you know, they have, like, NAU. So yeah. it's, like, quite a bit bigger. Um, but, yeah, no, this is this is really good. Yeah. Um, so 2022 was probably your best year. Yeah, it was. Like, we have Australians, like, a big thing in Australia is to break two. Like, we've only had a few girls do it. Ever and you had a golden week in you, 2022. Yeah, I did three times in one week. Mm-hmm. So the semi 159, the final 159.08, which is your PB for sixth. This is at USA track and field, and then you flew to Stockholm in 159 again, like mm-hmm. two days, three days later. Mm-hmm. What was that week like? Yeah, that was a really good week. <laughs> yeah. It felt... You enjoyed enjoy that week, did you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was having a pretty good week, to be honest. Um, yeah, cause especially because, yeah, I made a US final. Obviously, broke two minutes twice um, during that. And then, um, yeah, got into uh, a Diamond League. So, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy because before going into the US Champs, I'd only run 203. But even, I did run two flat indoors though, but then I was dealing with an injury in South Africa. So I'd only been running like six weeks and I had like two races and they both ran 203 in them. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, going to the US Champs and I don't know if I'm ready. And then I ran 201 in the first round and I was like, oh, well, guess I'm you <laughs> right. know, a little bit fitter than I thought. And then, yeah, I ran, yeah, 159 um, in the semifinal. So then I was like, oh, I guess I'm a lot fitter than I thought I was. Um, so yeah, it was really fun to um, make my first final and you know run 159 flat, which also kind of hurts me a little bit because it's so close to 158. Yeah, and I took like this like weird step like right at the line, like I almost could like taken like two steps, and I took like I don't know what I did, and I'm like wow, if I just like would have run like slightly different, I think I could have got <laughs> yeah. that 158 nine. I still think about that all the time, um, and then yeah, I 
my manager at the time, I, you know, begged him. I was like, oh, like, can you just try for Stockholm? Like, you know, not a lot of Americans are going to fly over. And that was like a really busy year for like the Europeans. They had like Commonwealths and mm. Europeans and worlds. So he, he did get me into that. So that was pretty fun to like fly the next day to Stockholm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you, so obviously the majority of our listeners are obviously rec runners, but also probably more skewed towards distance events, right? Like mm. most rec runners are, you know, road runners. Explain to us like when you're running an 800, the difference between a 159 and a 201, right? Like apart from the literal two seconds, like mm. what does it take to, to go from 201 to running a 159? Is it about the field that you're in and, and how the race is kind of set up? Is there... Is it about running a more even first and second lap? Like what's, where does that last like little second or that last little two seconds come from? Yeah, it's funny because sometimes you can run 201 and feels like it should be like a 159 effort. And sometimes you run 159 as, you know, mm. didn't really feel like it was, you know, that quick. Um, I think actually like at US Champs, I had to think Mo, you know, running like mm. a champion who's run, yeah, like 154.9, I think, or something like that, which is obviously insane. And I had her in all three of my rounds. Oh, wow. So I feel like she just kind of pulled me through, and I really do well. You know, like if it gets out pretty quick, you know, I can kind of hang on. Mm. And then I usually can have a pretty good last 200, hopefully if I'm feeling good. <laughs> but um, I think that, yeah, like I do well, like in the big races that go quick from the start. Mm. So. Is that like having a Themo in your, all your races or in your heat? Are you just like, a, is there a bit of relief when you see her on the start list? Because you know exactly how that race is going to go. I you know that one's not going to be tactical probably. Exactly. So, so that's pretty much how I went to US Champs. I was like, well, you know, yeah. like she's going to take it. And that's exactly what she did every yeah. single round. So there wasn't really any surprises with like some of the other heats. You're like, you never know how they're going to go. They could be slow and tactical, uh, which I think I can actually do quite well on that. Um, but yeah, I prefer to be fast from the start. It's it's funny. I feel like we're seeing that more and more over the last couple of years. Like even like people like being in races with Jakob. Yeah. Because yeah. they know well, he's going to go. Gonna happen. Yeah. Or with Stewie. People love being in the heat with Stewie. Yeah. Because they know he's going to go to the front and make it fast. Because mm -hmm. everyone, everyone, everyone in those fields is capable of running a really fast time, but you don't always get the situation mm -hmm. that allows you to. But if you know you've got a thing Mo or Jakob or Stewie, it's like, okay, cool. This is yeah. going to be set up for me to run really well. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's like so good about like getting into the diamond leagues and stuff. Like, you know, especially like the women's 800 right now, they just go fast. Like, you know, you're not worried about it going out in like 62 or something. It's like, nah, it's probably going to mm. go a lot quicker than that. And then you just hang on. And that's, that's how you get those big PBs yeah, is when you can yeah. get into those types of races. And I think that's what can help with the jump between like 201 and 159. Even mm. You're going to have to run, you know, obviously like 159 or 158 to even get a look into those. So you're going to have to do it before then. But once you can get into the diamond leagues and say you can run like yeah. 157 or 158, yeah. then that's just going to help so much with getting into mm. it again. Yeah, it's probably, that improving. difference between like running 156, 157 and 158, 159 is only just opportunity. Yes. It's like mm -hmm. once you get into those races mm -hmm. that you get that opportunity to run that. Yes. It's hard to go and do it at like some random meeting. Yeah, it's where so much harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to think of an American place, Texas. Well, <laughs> the American Box Hill, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 2023, not your best year? Shit year. <laughs> yeah, what was going on? Uh, I think... Yeah, so coming off of the year, I was yeah, I was feeling optimistic that I was yeah. gonna you know because I actually had been with a new coach at that point, so I'd only had one year with him, and you know I ran one fifty nine, and then I just could not stay healthy at all. I was injured pretty much immediately. Like mm. I 
I raced all the way till mid-September and started back running like early October. And by December, the end of December, I'd already missed a month of training, missed the whole month of January as well. Wow. Then I tried to come back and I think I had a month of running in February and then was pretty much injured March again and ran in April and then was like off and on in May. So I don't think it gets any worse than that really. Yeah. Especially when you would, you were just right there in like mid 2022, mm. you spoke about that week. I think that was like, that must've been end of June or something, right? Yeah. The USA's or whatever. And so you come off that period of like, you've just had probably the best running week of your career. Mm. Everything's going really well to then to then get injured and then stay injured and be like, shit, I was right there and now I'm way back at the starting line or now I'm, you know, way back at, at starting from scratch again. Yeah, like that was hard. Um, you know, in 2022, yeah, I got two Diamond League races and then 2023 I was put into a B heat of mm-hmm. a low-key me and, you know, it's like quick, you know, like stuff changes so fast yeah. and, yeah. you know, that obviously sucks, especially like I kept trying to come back and, yeah, I just couldn't catch a break and, yeah, just stayed pretty much injured with different like things too. So it was it was a tough one. Mm-hmm. It was a thing. It's like the hardest um, season is the one after you break through because like expectations have changed. Mm-hmm. So now you're thinking, all right, let's try 158 and like you're going out feeling good and then it's like you're injured and things like, and it just seems like everything's mm-hmm. going against you and it would have been a pretty tough time. Yeah, oh yeah, it was so tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not enjoy that year at all. Um, especially, yeah, because I, you know, was hoping to, you know, make a world championship team mm. that year. Especially because indoors, I actually got third and I missed the indoor spot by one place yeah. in 2022. So, you know, I knew that like I was close and I also felt, you know, going to the US champs in 2022 that I also wasn't as fit as I could be. And I was still getting sixth, you know, and like yeah. was pretty yeah, much yeah. in it until that last hundred. And I was like, well, if I have just, you know, can just stay yeah. healthy for like, you know, some time that I can, you know, mix it up really well. You know, is what I was hoping for. So then just to have a year like that where there's like not even close to your PBs, like you're not getting in the good heats and anything like that. It's like, oh, it's it's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, so where are you at? Obviously, you're not, you're not testing yourself in races at the moment. You're just putting in blocks of training. But where are you at right now? Like, how do you feel about where you're at? Yeah, I'm actually really excited with how I feel. Because um, like Nick and I had a long conversation about this was – you know, just trying to stay healthy and get better every single week. So since I've been running in September, I have not missed any days of running to injury. And I think that's the longest of my career so far. Um, Yeah, I think I had like two or three days that I was sick in December. And other than that, I've done all the training and yeah, it's going really well. Yeah. And is, um, is the MTC style of training, is it a massive departure from what you were doing previously? Like, is there anything you're doing now where you're just like, wow, I wasn't doing this before? I think everything is like totally different. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't even think it's even close to what I was doing, but I also think like, you know, being like a slightly older athlete now and the way I was training before, I don't think that I could stay healthy doing now. Got it. So what kind of stuff were you doing before? Like hard track sessions, fast stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like hard track sessions. Like I would have been in spikes like probably like in November. Yeah. Um, And that's like, I think you know, a huge reason why I got injured is because, yeah, the training was, you know, probably just taken out of me. And mm-hmm. I do like to go really hard in training and mm-hmm. I probably just like wasn't recovering. And yeah. yeah, my Achilles was really bothering me, which, you know, was like my main problem. Um, and yeah, I think it was just going, yeah, too hard, not recovering, mm-hmm. like, and then just trying to do all these track sessions and yeah, like really hard hill sprints and just, yeah, trying to like do too much probably. And um, I guess you come to MTC with 
barely ever in spikes. We train on a grass track in Melbourne, yeah. so it's a bit easier on the body. Yeah, definitely easier on the body. Um, but I feel like, in a way, yeah, it's like it's still like pretty tough. But I also enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. And I was running only like four or five days a week in the past. Like when I ran 159. Wow. Um, now I'm running like six days a week. And but I actually prefer that style of training. Um, I like to run a little bit more and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I was kind of asking you about this the other day. I'm like, what do you think? Like, do you think your last 200 is going to be a lot stronger? Like, well, that is the hope, isn't it? That yeah. Now you, yeah. Get, like, hopefully you can keep that speed, but then you have that extra fitness to finish races really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, no, and that's how I feel. Um, yeah, definitely my strength has gotten a lot better. Yeah. And like even like running on the grass track, like I feel like we've been able to go fast. Like I've, <laughs> you know, been behind like you, Stewie and Jack yeah, and yeah. some reps. So I'm like, okay, yeah. like I'm still like moving pretty quick. Nick is, <laughs> Nick is a mastermind of somehow like making the session all come together after 20 minutes of running the girls somehow be able to link up with us when we're doing a fast rep. And it's just like, how did that happen? How did he work that out the night before? Yeah, and it's, it's so I, I reckon I was there a couple of weeks ago when this happened. It might have been like just start of January or, or anyway. And I remember him explaining to Cole, so he was talking to someone and he's like, yeah, yeah. and then the girls are just going to jump on the back when these guys are coming through for a lap. Yeah. And I was like, no, none of the athletes even know this session yet. Like it's still, yeah, yeah. I still find it crazy that you guys get to training on Tuesday and then find out what you're doing. <laughs> was it like that with your old coach? You no, know? I actually had a whole month of training. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I was like, I never really liked that. Yeah. It's like, to be honest, I didn't like that because too much changes in a month. Like, how can you tell me what I'm yeah. doing on the first versus like the third? Like, what if you miss two exactly. weeks? Like, yeah. and yeah. what if you're tired and, you know, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you need to be more adaptable. It has to be a very flexible program. Yes. Like, especially with like the amount of running that we do. You're going to have some tired days. You're going to have some days where you're not quite 100%. But if those times have been set a month ago, yeah. it's like, how do you know that's going to fit? Exactly. So. Yeah. So I much prefer just like Nick telling me, like, you know. And you can't think about it as well. Like, if you like see this like real hard session or a time trial coming up, you're going to be like thinking about it the week of and adjust your training or take it a bit easy because you know what's coming up. Yeah. But if we, we don't know, we just turn up, get the session, we know it's going to be hard and then just do it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think that's so much better and I think mm. you actually get more out of the week when you don't know what's coming. Because yeah. like, yeah, if you knew that you were going to get destroyed on a Tuesday, like your long run is exactly. going to be a little slower yeah. Monday, like you're not going to like, you know, whatever it is, you're going to change things and stuff like that. But when you don't know, you're like, oh, surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I prefer that. Yeah. What was stress then? You've been, at least from like what I've seen, you've been doing a lot of sessions with Georgia Griffith. Mm-hmm. How's that been? Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, I think we're like a really good match because obviously, you know, she's run four flat in the 1500. And yeah, I don't think I'll be running four flat anytime <laughs> soon. But uh, yeah, so she's able to like push me in like the longer reps. And, you know, I think I can push her in like the faster stuff, like especially like on the grass track. And- I feel like she's... Similar, like a similar journey to you, where she came from that shorter background, where like her old coach she used to do a lot of faster stuff, hard mm. stuff, um, had a few injuries, mm-hmm. and then has come to us and just got fit, and then started running one fifty nine. I think she ran one fifty nine and four flat. Like yeah. it's so. Hopefully, it is. Yeah, no, we have very similar, like we've actually talked about that. It's like, yeah, a lot of our stuff, yeah, um, has like kind of like aligned. Like Mm. she used to do like four track sessions a week and stuff like that or or at least four sessions, maybe not on the track, but it's, you know, kind of like what I was doing like the last two years. Um, And then, yeah, she came to Nick and got fit and, you know, ran a lot faster. So I'm like. Yeah, and when she ran four flat that day, like literally she ran a 
1300, probably at 355 pace. Yeah. Like, yeah. she went for it in this race mm-hmm. and, like, struggled the last 200, but it was, like, a ridiculous wow. run. Yeah. Like, there's more in her for sure. Yeah. So, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, George's New Year's resolution was on the, was it on the blue line? We published yeah. that. Her New Year's resolution for this year was oh, to yeah. be less polite. Yeah, how's she been to live with? Has she been really rude? Well, honestly, she been if she keeps like living abusive? with me, she's going to get a lot meaner. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny that. Like she is the nicest person ever. Yeah. Um, so does she tell you to clean up Is she practicing? I think I'm or she a, meets I, Toby at home? Or? I think I'm a good roommate, so yeah. she doesn't have to tell me what to do. But um, yeah, no, we'll toughen her up a little bit. I think I'm going to help her with that. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> you need to. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, what's on the cards for you? What's the what's the next couple of months look like? So I'm gonna race an 800 in Adelaide. Oh, you're heading over to that? Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna do that, and then I've got an 800 in Mori Plant. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's kind of nice. You got like one on the 10th, and then you get to kind of come yeah, back yeah, and yeah. do another one on the 15th. So I'm really excited for those two races. Mori Plant mate is gonna be if it's anywhere near as good as it was last yeah. year. It's gonna be wild. This was our. I don't know if you saw photos of it last year. We had Fred Curley down. And yeah. We had some, we had a few like Fred Curley, Emma Coburn, Centro. Centro. There's um, a few others. I'm sure there's heaps. But yeah, it was a really good, the best meet we've had for a very long yeah. time in Australia. So yeah, it's awesome. um, I reckon it's going to be another good one. So, And we've got the FTK, cheer what zone. have we got? Like a cheer zone, right? Yeah. So when you're done with your race, you can come and sign everyone's autographs or something in, in the <laughs> cheer like zone. That. But, I like yeah. that. Run 158 and then come over to the cheese. See, <laughs> I like that. Let's put it out there in the universe, yeah, yeah. like some 158. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> We've been doing uh, on the runs 10 seconds of manifestation. Um, so we, 10 seconds of manifestation where we go silent for 10 seconds and we think about things. So the one we did today was to the Joel has a good 2024 and doesn't get injured. Wait, so this is what you guys were doing on the hill run? No, nah, we do it on like our afternoon runs or right. like warm-ups or something. Like that. We just go silent for 10 seconds. We tell everyone want that to manifest. Okay, cool. So maybe we'll dedicate one to you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Because when you said you guys went silent for 10 seconds, all I remember is after the last rep of Hills this morning when you guys were jogging back down, Rambo was singing some song. Oh, they've been singing (laughs) like that. um, Fire, what's that uh, song? Fireflies or something? (laughs) (laughs) Our City. Yeah. Right, okay. It's uh, a good know, song. That's an old song. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, Jack and Rambo just started singing it before the start and then <laughs> on the at the end as well. So, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a heaps good runners meme with that song. You know, yes. it's like it's Grego talking to Jen and the caption <laughs> is like, Jen, there was literally one million fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever run a Boston University? Um, yeah, I have actually. I think... I think I've run just one time there. I don't think I had a good one either. Uh, okay. I think I ran 204, which is pretty sad. But you were probably in like two, oh, like 240 shape. <laughs> shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Adelaide is going to be a good one too. I think all the our 800 meter girls, Australian 800 meter girls are lining up as well. So it'll be a very good race. Fun. Yeah. It's nice because I haven't raced, you know, a lot of them before. Like, I think I've raced Katrina at Stockholm. Yeah. Um, cool. And then maybe maybe one more time, but I don't think I was fit for that one. I think that was in my summer of uh, 2023. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think uh, everyone could have beat me then. Um, 
but yeah, it's kind of nice to, cause usually I do like to race the U S indoor season, but I guess I'm bypassing that and straight yeah. to the Australian summer season. Uh, could be, I would rather be here. Like, yeah, you so got too. some fast tracks, but look how nice it is outside. You got to go to other cities. Adelaide it's could warm. be hot. Too. Adelaide could be hot. For 800, that's fine. Adelaide is like an oven. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it makes like a lot of sense. I think if you're trying to come over here and just do like a race or two all the way from America, like that's pretty far. But like, yeah. you know, obviously mm. I'm here. I've already been here for a month. So yeah. I've pretty much like adjusted. I'm feeling pretty Australian these days, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you haven't, you haven't, is, is anything struck you as weird or odd that we do here or is like it all pretty normal? Um, I think I've been around like the team, like in London before. Mm. So I, I already had like a pretty good idea of like what I was getting into. <laughs> so like, it's already been, yeah, I think, I don't think anything like crazy yet, but you know, it's still early days, you know. Do you miss, do you miss anything about the States? Like apart from family and stuff like that, but are there any like little comforts you have in the States or foods or anything like that, that you just like, uh, I don't have that here? Um, I'm going to say no. I pretty much just miss my friends and obviously, yeah, like my parents and my brother, but no, I, I like it out here. And yeah, I think I've traveled so much for like so many years that I'm pretty used to like living out of a suitcase and just like kind of being on the road yeah. that, you know, maybe a couple of years ago it would have been tough. But at this point I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty used to just, you know, traveling and yeah. Are you, are you staying, are you guys all staying at the same Shoe Lodge or whatever it's called. Yeah, we're in yeah. a big lodge yeah. right now. It's ridiculous. There's 50 <laughs> people staying in there. Oh, it's all like the it's walkers Yeah, or yeah. So there's people up here to do dragon boat racing. <laughs> we saw that today. <laughs> yeah, we watched yeah. that at the Savo. We went for a drive and then it was on when we came back. And so we're like, oh, we'll stop in and have a look. And there was hundreds of cars and like marquees. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, this is going to be this So is we're saying hardcore. we have uh, – it's a bit busy this weekend. It's, it's a really good place because like um, everyone's like, had their own room or it's been it's it's a lot of space but this week everyone is packed you're rooming with four other girls yeah yeah it's a big family size room it's not too bad in the trenches this is the trenches yeah Yeah, welcome to the trenches yeah we got five girls in one room there's (laughs) uh, two bunk beds and a double bed um so yeah it's it's pretty packed in there wow yeah just for this week just for the weekend though yeah what's your um what's your what have you been making for dinner like what's your go-to to specialty um, I'm trying to think. And can you can you um, call out anyone who's really bad in the kitchen? Are you in, are you in a cooking group right now? Um, Rose and I have cooked for each other one time, and George is actually cooking for me tonight. Oof. What did Rose make? Um, it was like a curry thing. I don't really know uh, exactly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, what is it? Dal. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> can you give it a score? Dal. 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 <laughs> she said it a few times and she said it was a curry and then she said that word that yeah. you just used. <laughs> it that is word. A it's a lentil curry. <laughs> a lentil curry. What, um, yeah. yeah, give her a square out of 10. I'm going to give her um, an eight. Wow. Oh, wow. Which That's I think cool. is very good. You can give us the real score when we yeah, stop yeah. recording if you want. Three? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to make a burger and put anything on it, what would it be? <laughs> Yeah, in order. <laughs> nah. Okay, as as I uh, was letting Vicky in, she, uh, she said, oh, I did one podcast once and he asked terrible questions. Asked me if I was doing a burger, what would I put on it? Was wow. the question. Like, how much, like, all right. I yeah. was like, I don't know. Some cheese. The normal, yeah. the normal stuff. Yeah, it's like pretty much the basics. Um, no bacon. Oh. Yeah. So I told yeah, everyone I last night. That last night. Mm-hmm. We all had burgers. And yeah, because we were, we went out. Oh, it was your birthday yesterday. Yeah, it was. Wow, I know. Of all the places to spend it, 
can't think of anything better (laughs) than being at the frying pan. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I didn't get bacon on mine. And yeah, I actually had it removed. So yeah, controversial that I don't like bacon, which is not very American of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. Um, So you're out here till mid-March. Yeah, end of March. Yeah. So after my plant, what's the plan? Just a bit more training and... Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to do, you know, like another six, seven weeks of training. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'll go back to Florida for like a month and then hopefully, yeah, meet up with everyone like in sometime in May in Teddington. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then probably race in Europe. Yeah. And then you got to come back for USA. So when's USA's? Um, the end of June. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of... Um, I think yeah, some Americans don't go to Europe just because of USA's kind of thing. They kind of more base and do do some races there because mm-hmm. it is a fair bit of travel mm-hmm. to go back and forth but. yeah yeah definitely but, but i guess if you got more of a base in london it'd be okay yeah especially if you're going to come over for like a few weeks because that's yeah. what i did last year even though yeah i wasn't Worked running well. too well yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I still came over and like yeah i um had like two weeks in florida before i went back to u.s champs and yeah i felt fine yeah i think like as long as you're not staying like in London until like a week before like your US mm, trials yeah, or like that. Like yeah. you don't want to come jet lagged or anything like that. But I think you should be able to go over and do a few races. Is is there is there value in like do you do you want to be racing frequently just to get that I don't know, not race fitness, but that just you know, being up on tactics or trying racing well from different positions in the field. Like is 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 a lot of races important to you? Um, I'm actually going to say no. I've run like pretty well with doing like very little racing. Um, but I would definitely want to race more this year. I think Mm. that will be really good for me. Like if I can just get consistent, you know, hopefully, you know, breaking two minutes and stuff, I think that will help me a lot. I've probably under raced in the past, but that's honestly because I've probably just been injured too much Mm. where I've just like, you know, missed chunks and I'm just trying to get fit. So then I'm just like delaying opening my season. And Um, it's such a bad thing when you like have a race on the calendar and you feel like you're unfit, so you're trying to get fitter, but also trying to freshen up for a race, and it's just that's it like, just doesn't work. That cycle is yeah. the, like the story of like my career, yeah. and I think that's you know like really like why I had to like you know change to Nick because I did feel confident that he was going to keep me healthy, because um, that's pretty much what he said. He's like I, he said that he does a pretty good job of keeping mm. his athletes healthy, and you know, and the results speak for themselves. And I feel like yeah, you guys are a really consistent you know team. Yeah, and that's like what I really I think needed. So yeah. the thing that. Uh, it, it feels like with MTC that you guys or more the track athletes, they're only ever a few weeks away from being ready to race, yeah. which is a big difference from a lot of other big groups mm. around the world. They kind of have these like really yeah, pronounced definitely. highs and lows. Whereas MTC, it feels like everyone's pretty much always mm. ready to go. Yeah, I feel like we're pretty consistent at like being able to turn up all the time and run a fairly decent race mm. and then – for the major championship or something like that, then you can go to that next level a little bit as well where you do have these other groups that kind of you kind of disappear for a bit and then come back really good and then yeah. disappear for a little bit, come back really good where we kind of stay fairly consistent a lot of the time. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think I would prefer that yeah. because, yeah, I think if like you're too far away from it, then you just try to get injured, you know, trying to get back to, you know, even, you know, getting close to doing like yeah. those big sessions. But when you're so far away from it, you know, it's nice to just be like, you know, pretty close to it all the yeah. time. I think that helps a lot. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be a good 2024 for you. Oh, I, you I believe it. Make sure you do that manifesting. We're doing the manifesting. Yep. Yeah. The people do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> Who's part of this manifesting circle? I think Rambo started it. Okay. Yeah. 
So we had one about BU yesterday. Right. And what the results would be. Won't be revealed. And then today was about... Um, I think I can guess. <laughs> yeah. And then today was about Joel. So. I like that. Yeah. So you, I, so without, yeah, okay, so we've got a good strike rate on the manifesting? They're going well. Yeah. They're going well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, then I definitely want to be a part of it. Yeah, it's going yeah. well. Like, yeah. sign me up. Well, Joel's only been a few hours and he hasn't been injured yet, so we're going well. <laughs> oh, yeah. If he hasn't been injured in a few hours, then things are but really going One track for his biggest week in six months. Yep. So He's testing it. He's going to test it out. So. Not in the oven, but maybe <laughs> turn the oven on to preheat. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. <laughs> 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 That's Sorry, where you John. want to be. Um, I think we should leave it there, let you get back to doing nothing for the rest of the day. <laughs> I like that. I need to recover from that whole session when, today. When I said uh, this morning, I go, Brooke, like, what? we'll do this interview the Sabo. She's like, oh, like, yeah, well, well, let me know what time. And I'm like, what else do you have on the rest of the day? Yeah. Like, you'll be able to fit it in. <laughs> yeah, I had to actually check my calendar. I was like, okay, I had hills today and then the rest of it, um, yeah, I think it would be free uh, yep. all day. And George is cooking your dinner, so. I know. Yeah, what are you having? She said she's making salmon. Okay. So we'll see. I don't know what's going with it, but we've got salmon. Could be dal. Salmon. Dal and salmon, yeah. Dal. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't say that one. <laughs> all right, good luck for Adelaide and for Mari Plant, mate. Thank and you. for the rest of the year. Sweet. Thank yeah, you thanks. so much. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hope you enjoyed that one, guys. Um, now on to everyone's favorite segment, things we've seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Tim Vincent. What do you got for us? Uh, so BU, um, Boston University, has an indoor meet that was on on the weekend. A lot of uh, fast times coming out of there. But um, the big thing that kind of we were interested in was Morgan McDonald and Kai Robinson running uh, the 5K because a good chance for them to qualify. Um, and so Kyle Robinson was running and he decided to stop a 400 meters early <laughs> and see if he could submit that time. To, to <laughs> um, not sure what happened, but he obviously thought like, uh, like I've been there with math in, in races before and like it's just once you're working hard and things aren't, aren't, I don't know, working well in your brain. And he must have thought he was about to come up to the finish and kind of pulls up and then just sees someone come up his inside and then keeps going. So cross the line at 12.05, which would have been a world record. Um, but yeah, it would be a very hard way to run. Like he, when you kick, yeah, giving everything you got yeah. and then say, no, 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 400 more meters. Yeah, you can see. It's, like it's he went funny. from running 60 seconds for his what he thought was his last lap and then running... 76 for yeah the, the, the next lap. So yeah. when when he ran that, was he at the front? Was he no, winning? So no, thing, that's what I, I don't understand. understand. Yeah, yeah um, he must have like, he must just be, I think, sort of see people up ahead going around the corner and thinking, am I about to lap them or something? I don't know. Because like, yeah, he's only a couple of seconds behind the person in front of him. So, um, and, and the funny thing was like, he wouldn't, at that time, he wouldn't have known if he ran the time. He would have been borderline because it 12.05. Yeah. So he's trying to run under 13.05. He yeah. went through in 12.05. Yeah. Um, so he would have been thinking. And then he's like, well, hang on, what's going on here? What's this guy doing? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, yeah. I'd like to hear his reasoning behind it. Yeah. It's just like. Lactic brain. And, and also, indoor track, which is 200 meters. Mm. So he stopped two laps short, but like it's it's still 400 meters. 400. But it was, so I, that's why I feel like it's a math thing. Yeah. That he's just like. Might have been like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, whatever, but no good. Yeah, it's hard. It would suck. Poor bloke. It would suck. It would be, yeah, one of the hardest ways to uh, to do it. Mm. 
Um, yeah, mine is a little post um, by three people up at the camp with MTC here. Some good bodies coming through here, oh, isn't Some there? horrid behaviour. This, this is disgusting. Um, Matt Ramsden posted it. It reminds me of like something you and, you and Luke would have done back when you were like 18 years old. It's just those, it's Brett, Stewie and Rambo tensing into the tensing. camera. You are tensing. Tensing. 100%. Look at the shoulder posture of you all. You look like three bits of wilted asparagus sitting, <laughs> sitting in the pan. Um, yeah, Jack showed me that last night and said, what do you think about that? And I said, that is not on. Although I did say to Jack, I'm pretty sure I remember you and Brett doing something similar not that <laughs> yeah. long ago. <laughs> so that's my submission. It's mm, a good photo. Put a, let's get out there to more people. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a wrap from us. Thank you for to take, following us on this journey of episode 83. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week, we'll, we will be recording with uh, we'll be, you'll be in Japan. I'll be in Japan. It'll be a post-race post um, recap and I'll be back in Melbourne. Um, tell you what else we'll be adding to the episode next week. Not sure if we can say it, but it's probably our biggest interview yet. One of. One, one of. One of. Yeah. Big thing's coming. <laughs> That's all we need to say. We're recording it tonight. You can guess. And if you guess right, Brett will send you his Skoda car as a reward. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, guys. See you guys. Bye.